If you really love Non-Corporate Girls podcast, make sure you join our private community on Zippy Stream. This is how you can get our latest updates, special offers, and check out bonus content all free. Whatever platform you're using to listen, click the Zippy Stream link in the bio, then share with a friend so they can join too. If you already have a podcast, hello, why not start your own private community on Zippy Stream? Use our promo code NONCORPORATEGIRLS and we will both receive seven days of free marketing and promotion worth over $50. That's a win-win. Again, use our promo code NONCORPORATEGIRLS and we will both receive seven days of free marketing and promotion worth over $50. Hey everyone, I'm Ayana. And I'm Delilah. We are the Non-Corporate Girls. We're the 9 to 5 and 5 to 9 me. Our podcast is a digital diary where we share our journey of being corporate professionals and entrepreneurs for the doers, creators, and believers. So are you non-corporate? Tune into the next episode. Everyone, welcome back to another episode with your favorite girls. We're glad to be here today because we are kind of wrapping up this season, but we're excited to leave it on, on a high. Yes. Can you believe it? Season five, episode 106. Like what? Yes, I can. Somebody just like called it out. Um, I just recently, you know, promoted us or whatever. And they got back to me and they was like a hundred episodes. Like you've been going at this for some time. I know. It feels like we're like veterans in the game, but not. (laughs) Right, right. We're getting there. We're going to get our stripes. Yes. So the name of this episode, our last episode for season six is called Did It Expire Yet? Ooh. Right? So like, what does that even mean, right? But before we get into it, let's start off with your positive note. Yes, as we start all episodes. So my positive note is really looking forward to the month of December, especially since this is our last episode. I thought it would be really fitting to kind of just talk about my December highlights. Um, and obviously, it's my birthday month, so I'm so, so excited. And you know what? I feel different this year. I feel like um, like I'm always excited about my birthday because as far as I'm concerned, everybody's birthday is a personal holiday. But I feel like normally, like, I don't know, every birthday is always like not like like I'm planning something or trying to do something or whatever. But I feel like this birthday, one, I'm not planning anything. And two, um, I feel like I'm excited about it. Like I'm excited to just like have be here, have the month, celebrate the month and just kind of like, I don't know, lean into it, if that makes sense. Um, that excites me. You know that I'm super huge on birthdays and so many people like take it so passively. And I'm just like, how could you not like love the, to celebrate like the day you were born? Yes. Like people who don't make a big deal about it. I saw it. I, because I just want everybody to just, you know, be so happy. That of course. Good. I mean, first of all, like, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's birthday is a personal holiday. Like, I'm not, I don't work on my birthday. Like, my birthday is my day. Yes, like, let's normalize taking off on your birthdays. I'm right? always pushing for that. I, yeah. So I'm so excited about that. I'm also going to St. Martin um, for my birthday, Ooh. too. So I'm really excited about that. And I, going back to what you just said, 
I also took a few um, extra PTO days in December as well because I know I that's right. right. Yeah, right. yes. <laughs> shout out to the Saggies. You know, y'all make yes. your own rules. Yes, I'm here for it. All right, so tell us what are you, what's your positive note? So I am, you guys know, I love to be the hostess with the mostest. We know. <laughs> yes, I know. And so I'll be um, hosting Thanksgiving and, and the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve um, this year. So I'm really excited. I'll be cooking. Me and my cousin are, um, you know, putting on our big girl panties and yes. we're we're the ones hosting the family. So I'll be cooking um, Benil, I'll be making some candy yams, my famous baked mac and cheese. That mac and cheese is what I'm here for. Yes, yes. Ayana is a fan of my mac and cheese. And so, like, I got to give the people what they want. And so, Absolutely. Isn't it so crazy, though, like, to think that, like, we are now, like, the adult adults, like, doing these girl, things in our family? Girl, and it, yes. And because if we don't carry on and, like, get the torch passed to us, like, yes. who else is going to do it? Right. We got to pass these traditions down. It's just so wild. Like you're hosting Thanksgiving. I know. And mind you, this is a year overdue because I was supposed to. But last year, your sis was man down and mm-hmm. could not even enjoy Thanksgiving. So it's even a blessing to just truly be here another year. Amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm I'm hyped about the mac and cheese. Yes, I told you to stop by for you could get a plate, but you can't. I know, games. I know, I will. So, all right, shifting gears a bit, we have to get into a hustler spirit. We actually haven't, it's been a while since we talked too much about like some of the things we're doing in a hustler spirit, right? Exactly. So, we're back on our podcasting tour. As we mentioned to y'all before, we're going to be doing this continuously, but we've just been booking some more workshops. So, we're really excited to be collaborating with the Business Outreach Center at the top of the year for 2022. Yes, it's a good way to just kick off things for the new year. You guys know that we don't come back right away. We're recording the podcast. We like to strategize, get our game right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that starting off with, with teaching people the art of podcasting is just a great segue into 2022. 100%. So look out for those details. We'll definitely like promote it when it's ready to go live. And then um, we're still doing a lot of things with America on Tech. I love America on Tech. I know. We have really become like like business besties with them. I know. I know. So what, so what are you doing with them coming up? Yes. Yeah, so I'll be volunteering for their virtual tech education career day panel um, for some L.A. high school students. And that'll be happening at the end of the month. And I'm so glad to participate. You know me and Ayana, we're always doing things um, where we can give back, especially in this um, regard. So, yeah, I'll be participating in that. Yes. You know, we love the youth. (laughs) We do. We do. I'm all for youth development and, like, just achievement. Yeah. So um, another thing we're kind of working on as a segue or branch off, rather, from our other podcasting workshop is to really kick off the new year doing some consultations. So we've been getting some outreach of people just kind of wanting to like learn more after our workshops and like, you know, any help to implement some of the things that we've shared as best practices. So we're going to open up a few consultation hours and we'll share with you what those look like in the new year um, for people to just kind of have office hours with us. I'm really excited about that. Yes. And speaking about new direction, we ourselves are taking a consultation call. So we um, had a art of podcasting 
um, workshop with the Freelancers Union a few weeks back. And coming out of that, someone like was very interested and just um, took took to reach out to us and say what, what they could offer and kind of like just took a, a review of our website and, and what they could offer. And I think the timing was kind of cool because me and Yana had the conversation of how we want to approach things um, from a business standpoint mm-hmm. with Not Corporate Girls. So it was just very fitting to have this kind of console coming up just so that we can kind of like start planning our direction. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's crazy because so we know that like season six, we have to come. We always try to come better than the year before. So we know season Mm -hmm. six, we got to bring it right. But like we've been I think we've been going through a lot of transitions this year, just like mentally with NCG and kind Mm -hmm. of like what we know, like the potential that we know it has, but like, what's the next step to take it there. So the fact that like, we do like, you know, we're having this outreach and and not just, you know, her too, there's other people who've also been reaching out to us. And we've kind of been connecting with different people with different synergies, trying to see, really build the team, right? Figure out how we can level up a little bit more and kind of expand our outreach. and, and, And that starts with our team. So I'm really excited to see what happens. Yes, me too, because we have a lot of ideas and it's just like narrowing down, like, you know, how to approach things and when, um, I think it's going to be a game changer. Facts. And because this is our last episode, I definitely want to say that to all our people out there who fit into this world of being people who juggle nine to fives to five to nines or people who are just um, entrepreneurs really trying to like get their business going. We see you. We have faith in you because this is what this segment is all about. It has to spirit. We're really just highlighting just like, you know, our successes and things that we can look forward to as we're continuing to grow our business because it's hard out here in these entrepreneurial streets. Yes. And one thing we always encourage is to completely be okay with switching things up and and changing things. Like you really have to take um, account into what's working and what's not working and kind of pivot. And, you know, we're big proponents of pivoting. (laughs) It's our favorite word. (laughs) It sure is because the rugs, they getting pulled from under, but we make it work. We sure do. We sure do. So, A lot of good things coming up on the horizon as we continue to close out the year and we'll definitely keep y'all updated. Oh, another thing we forgot to mention for um, A Hustle Spirit is even though this is our last episode for season five, we are doing an IG live um, on December 18th just to kind of like connect with our community and see what's going on in these Instagram streets. So definitely stay tuned to our social media so you can learn more about that. And we look forward to like just having you all tune in and like ask questions and we can like make it show. Yeah. Some of you could even join us. Like that would be cool. We'd love to listen and hear from you guys directly of what we've done that may have impacted, impacted you, whether big or small. Yes. Always, always. So stay tuned for that. And on that note, we do have to take a short break, but we'll be right back. Have you ever thought about advertising on a podcast? Podcasts are digital recordings made for others to listen on a computer or MP3 device. So why not start now? Hundreds of listeners could be listening to your ad just as you are. Reach out to noncorporategirls at gmail.com to learn more about how you can get your business or service featured.
Yes, we're glad that you guys stuck around. Um, we're still here, of course. <laughs> and um, so, Ayana, please do give me the pleasure of, of letting me know of uh, the user manual exercise. I'm very intrigued. Oh, my God. So you've never heard of this, right? Like ever never. in your life? Ever in my life. So fun, crazy thing for my job, we're doing a team offsite and we were kind of collaborating around like what could be like a good team engagement exercise. And one of my colleagues shared this user manual exercise and she comes from the New York Times. So apparently this is something that they did over there and not just for like leaders, they did it for all employees. And it is literally like, okay, so there's a YouTube for it and definitely going to add it to the, um, to our show notes because y'all need to check into this. There's a YouTube led by Adam Bryant. He's an editorial director of live journalism and corner office columnist for the New York Times. And he basically like shares out this concept. He didn't create it. I believe that other people have like done this and heard of this, but he's the one that like, he's the way I heard about it. So he like basically like shares out this manual, which is helping. It's basically like pulling together your like, not pet peeves, but like just your ways of working in the workspace. So basically, like if you're a leader, let's say you're a boss and you have a direct reporting, you're kind of like, all right, I prefer when people, my, you know, my direct reports, um, send me respond to my email, letting me know that they received the project, whatever, you know, I like them to confirm that versus not hearing anything. That's something you would kind of put in the user manual. Or if you're like, um, I prefer to have um, emails versus like slacks, right? That's something mm-hmm. you put in the user manual. Or if you're like, I'm someone who asks a lot of questions, but it's not because I'm like, I don't trust you or because I'm trying to like break down. That's just like your style of work. Exactly. Oh my God, I did something so similar to this, but it's called colors. Have you ever heard of colors? It sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't think I've done that. Well, colors is basically that. It like each color gets you get grouped into a color based on like your behaviors, very much like what you're saying. And then um, certain colors come with certain behaviors. And then when people realize what color you are, so like, for instance, I remember off the top of my head, blue was like blue collar. Mm -hmm. So the, the characteristics of a blue collar, like you had that type of way of working. And so when people approached you and your communication style or like following up on a project, knowing that you are blue then they knew how to go about certain scenarios. Oh my God. Well, I think that that's dope. Like, isn't this like, just like, this is the first time I'm hearing of like anything like this. And I think like, this is just such a good idea. It is. And I think it it definitely like, I would think of like the Mink Connects and CCMIC, like when they do like icebreakers, Mm -hmm. um, it very much so made me think of it. In my last job, they did it. That was when I was first introduced. And I thought it was really, really dope. Now, how many times do people actually implement it? That's a different story. Because That is a different story. But this is why I'm excited. So on our team offsite, we all have, we're tasked with creating one. And I, I think it's just so good. So, cause I have, you know, so many things in the top of my head. So we're going to create it and then we're kind of going to, it's going to be compiled and shared out. So we all kind of understand each other ways of working to help build a better team dynamic. That's kind of cool. So like a directory of like. Yeah. 
I think it's so dope. And it also goes back to when I when this idea came up, I thought about our episode 104 and just thinking about ways of working and how to support employees. And like, this is a really good idea for like a team to do so that, you know, employees have they're able to level set their own expectations with their bosses and vice versa. And it, it takes away like that middle awkwardness that can sometimes come up. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. I think that sounds really cool. And more people should definitely implement some version of it. Agreed. So definitely check out Colors or check out the user manual on YouTube. You just Google it, it will come up. And just like, it's just a really good idea if you're thinking about your next team building, you know, or how to like help your team function better. It's just a great tool. Which, by the way, for Colors, I'm a red. I, I'm interested, um, like, what are some of the things in your user manual? I don't, I haven't put it together yet. Oh, you haven't? Okay. No, I have to. It's literally, you know how we talk about how we have like 80 tabs open? Yeah, it's one mm-hmm. of my 80 tabs. I'm I'm going to get to it. Right, let's circle back. We love a good circle back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't stand you. I cannot stand you. You love me. I do. All right, so shifting gears because the rest of off the record is all about these pop culture streets. So let's yes, talk about Adele's One Night Only. Did you watch it? Yes, and I was in love with the entire thing. From beginning to end, it was perfection. First of all, Adele's perfection, okay? Like, I truly, like, just love her energy as a person. I love that she don't care about nobody. She's just trying to operate and live in her lane. I loved her okay. look. I love the the choreography of how they did the um or the the core rather of how they did on the the um, conservatorium whatever it is I I just yes. I loved everything about the way they pull that together. No, it was amazing, and I follow um the head of social at Oprah, which his name is um Jay Z. He's known as Jay Z on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I believe his name is Jonathan, and he he did like a highlight stories of like. The preparation for it. Okay. And it was just so like, you know, it looks so simple and like, you know, well put together, but like the behind the scenes of how they plan choosing that location and venue and then um the interview portion, it was at Oprah's house, like mm-hmm. Oprah in has, her like, garden, in her rose garden. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, I just and when I they did the walkthrough, garden? they did a walkthrough and um Jonathan like covered in his in his stories. And I was just like, oh, Oprah, like, you give me life. She was That's so kind of, and the way they both spoke, because it was the first time that they had ever met. Mm-hmm. So Oprah was just so happy. She like teared up. She was like, she's exactly how I thought she would be. Like, you know, there's so many people that we love them and they're amazing. And then we meet them. We're like, damn, you fucking suck. Right. Like but, my expectations, but as you know, it's expectations. <laughs> yeah. But um, Adele is true to this. Like she, she is who she says she is. And like, she's just that warm hearted. And like, I love without like everything, even like her little snippets of comedy on the stage, everything mm-hmm. from the way they like, um, felt like the, how they directed everything where you got to see like the Hollywood sign and the views. Yes, and, it was and then so... even the guests. Okay. First of all, everybody who was anyone important was there except for Beyonce, Rihanna and Jay-Z, but everybody else was there. And those are like her besties. So I'm like, where the hell were they? they I know, like, but like Drake was even there. Like Drake every, and Adele are friends. Everybody was there. Delilah. Everybody. 
It was so good. It was so good. Speaking of everybody and like Adele even being the cherry on top, like, could you imagine Adele being part of your proposal? No, I couldn't. I was gagging. I was so, gagging. Girl, so let me tell you, because my sister actually went to college with Quentin. Really? Um, they, yeah, they're friends. Okay, wait, first of all, who didn't your sister go to college with? Girl, Syracuse is, is you know, it's a breed for the greats. And I don't know. I just like... I feel like I just should get a degree from Syracuse at this point. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so they're good. They went to college together. Um, one of her good friends, that's his line brother, Quentin, is a Q. Um, I think Quentin is in the industry. I'm not sure, but I know his wife to be Ashley. She's a very well known influencer in the vegan space. She's um, oh, okay. a chef. She's a vegan chef. So I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out because I want I'm so interested in like how they pulled this off. Like did they enter a contest? Did they know right. somebody, a friend of a friend? Like, how do you get to just pull up on Adele and do a proposal at Adele's? Right. Like, I was wondering in three years. <laughs> yeah, but then when I seen, like, the three, the one, the one degree of separation, I was like, oh, my God, it's almost like we're cousins. Like, I was so hyped and for that. hilarious. No, it was, first of all, Ashley had me dying. I don't know how she was able to even hold the, the amount of composure she held. Because I would have been freaking out. I would have been like, people, why am I here? She asked, she was like, who are these people? Like, it was just so perfect. It was like very candid. She couldn't believe it. She could not believe it. Man, he is fiance of the year. What? He is the real MVP. Yeah, and even the words he said, like, although they were surrounded by so much, like, celebrity, um, I just felt it was such a genuine gesture. It seemed like... It was just so super, super, super sweet. Like, it was the most, it was literally the most special thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, how could they not? How could they not? I'm ever like, I feel like the proposal going to top the wedding. Uh, a little bit. I feel like, are these people going to be there? Like, I feel right. like, like is Adele going to do a part two? Right. Like, is Adele going to sing at the wedding? That would be yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe, right? Never know. Yeah, but I am definitely staying up until midnight because I will be listening to Adele's album tonight at 12.01 a.m. Yes, about to drop. I was so like, that's uh, like, I'm just, I can't wait. I'm with you. I can't wait. Yes. And even the rollout for this album, have, have you seen what she's been doing? Like yes. her soul, she, like she, uh, it's just her team. I just love the space she's in right now. She's amazing. Like she understood the assignment. She's she grown so much in these last three years. Like how could you not just want to like build your self-love journey? Right. Ah, I love it. So if, if you haven't checked it out, please check it out. If you have cables on demand and you can check it out. So Girl, I already watched like three times. <laughs> I kid you not. Like I just played in the background because it's I, just, I, I yeah. it's uh, All right. So shifting gears a little bit. This is kind of sad. Yeah. Like we're taking a real hard left, but I do want to <laughs> give, um, you know, acknowledgement because yeah. we, we're in the space as a community that we're somewhere part of. Um, so Chris Tia, she's the founder of TGIN um, Hair Care. I was actually introduced to this brand because um, they have it in Marshalls. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. And so I tried a few products, but I casually was just on social and I think someone shared the post of her passing and I was like, oh my God. Like, you know, it was one of those instances when like, you know of of a brand and like you know like you just feel like you have a connection and then mm-hmm. it's like oh my god the part of that connection is now like gone yeah um so it was her niece who it 
part of the family business and she's the one who shared the news. Um, it seemed like she had a battle with breast cancer. I don't know if that was the result or just ail- ailment overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for me, whenever someone like passes to the other side, I'm, I'm always just so interested in how people speak of them. Even if I don't know them, I feel like after hearing so many people outpour their love and, and what type of person she was, is just like you feel like you get to know a little bit about them in in those moments or just see like the impact. And then you think of like the impact that you wish to leave and what will people say when you're no longer around? I don't know. It makes me reflect in that way. Oh, a hundred percent. Same. And also it's interesting you bring that up because remember that whole insecure episode with Kelly and people thought she was dead and it's kind of like, well, what impact What's the legacy she's leaving behind? It really makes you think about things like that. Right, right. So I just think that she definitely left her mark in the world and in the, you know, natural hair, curly girl space. Um, And people are definitely going to miss her, but her brand and legacy will continue. And I think that um, I mentioned this news just so that people listening to this episode just think about what they want their legacy legacy to be. Um, And I think that when we like move through life intentionally and, and think about those things like we just kind of move different make different choices a hundred percent all right so switching back gears a little bit um but sort of still in this sad space what is going on in these social media streets with all of this like abuse and depression and just like narcissistic men what is going on i don't know but it's so sad and i just want people to get help like or it's, even acknowledge, because you can't get help if you don't acknowledge that you're a problem. Exactly. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the recent news of the baby and Danny Lee. Then there's also Faith and Stevie J. Like, I'm a little confused. Right. And just today, I even seen an ex-NFL player beat the crap out of his the mother of his child. They're no longer together. I'm sure people have seen it because it's been circulating on social media. He like literally bashed her head in, and she, like a TV fell on her. You can I see can't. it's like their ring camera caught the footage. Yeah, and it's just like another situation of just unnecessary abuse because somebody cannot contain their aggressions. I can't. This is crazy. Like, so what are your like? Do you have any thoughts on this whole the baby and Danny Lee crap? So with the baby and Danny Lee, it's like my heart just goes out to her. Um, There's no reason for a mother um, who just recently gave birth to a newborn baby to like even remotely go through a situation like this. Like there's absolutely no excuse. He's a narcissist. And, you know, most victims of narcissists, like dealing with narcissistic people, um, they get gaslighted to the point of no return that People end up putting the blame on them and they're the victim. And it's so sad because she's not the first he's done it to. And, you know, when you think that you above a situation and then it happens to you, it's like you clearly ignored the red flags that were like they were so bright red. And you just like you just tossed them to the side. Yeah, I just don't, I don't even understand. I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out how she got here. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. really the baby? Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, how'd you even put yourself, like, how did you get here? And granted, no excuse for him at all. Like, he, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there are no words for him. Like, not a fan, none of it. 
but I'm just confused. Like, yeah, it's like you, you, you think so. Like, you think people treat themselves with with much more respect, or like, yeah, think higher, like. I thought she was a like a beautiful girl who Me just too. had high standards. Me too. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sometimes you never know. Like insecurities are very mm-hmm. much rooted in this, and and if you don't know your self worth and whatever other issues she's dealt with, like it's projecting here in this situation. But I I'm glad that she walked away from the situation. She, yeah. Her baby is safe and. That she gets the help she needs and doesn't walk back to that. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. Especially like all of this, like all of this being on social media and stuff is so messy. It's just, it's just like this is not what she needs right now. Exactly. All right. But wishing them the best and praying for all parties involved. Yeah, that part. So I'm so excited to say that Halle Berry is coming back. Like I've actually missed Halle. Um, yeah, like I just feel like she's an OG and you know actress, and you she be like low key. You don't really hear much from Halle. She do, but I love her social media though. I mean, I think Jamari said it too. Like she be she be living her life. Okay, like mm-hmm. that's why I really like her. But we're excited to see that she's coming back with her directorial debut of the film Bruised, which is dropping on November nineteenth on Netflix. And there's so many cool things about it. So one, it's the story of Jackie Justice, a disgraced MMA fighter, and we don't see a lot of movies like that, which is cool. That seeks redemption once the son that she abandoned reenters her life. But then the second part of this is that with this movie, the soundtrack is an, the first all-female rap album, right? Yep, it sure is. Like, um, basically, Cardi curated and handpicked who, like, because all these ladies involved, they each created, like, music that was original and for this project specifically. Yes, I'm so hyped. And then some of the people that are on the um that are going to be on the um album, Cardi B, obviously, because she's her and Hallie are executive producers. Mm-hmm. Her, Saweetie, City Girls, Young M.A., M-A um, Lotto, Baby Tate, Flo Millie, Dream Doll, Rhapsody, yeah. Erica Banks. Like, I mean, it's like, like the new class. The new I know. Class. I'm like, how many tracks is going to be on this album? And I'm so here for it because, yeah, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of these girls. I think it's dope, though. Like, the first all-female rap album, and it's tied to, like, this movie that Halle Berry's... Like, I mean, I just think it's... I I love to see collaborations like this. Mm-hmm. And if we know anything from Insecure and how their soundtrack be on and popping, you yes. know what a good soundtrack does for a movie or a show. Yeah, it's going to be dope, so I can't wait. And we'll definitely have to... Um, Well, you and I can talk about it. Yes, we will. All right, so switching gears a little bit more, we have to talk about Insecure. And Delilah, you confirmed that you did see episode four, yes? Yes, I am totally up to date on all episodes. All right, so what were your thoughts? So on which, on like, overall, on, on, in the la- the latest one? or The latest what? one. So that was the episode where um, Issa and Molly were texting in the car, right? Yeah. Yes. The beach so episode. That- yeah, the beach episode. First of all, that episode. <laughs> they are so crazy. Like, they just remind... Don't they remind you of, like, the way you live your life? Like, yes, this is that's shit why I we love it. That's why we love it, because it's so relatable. It's like, this is like my friends. 
Yeah, um, I'm just here from Ollie and just like being open in her love life. Like I, I'm, I'm very much resonating with Molly these days. Um, and then Issa, I, I, I thought it was cool. Like the moment that she had with homeboy, what's his name again? Nathan. <laughs> yeah. I thought the, the moment at the end, like it was cool because I think that growth happens and there's certain people who either for whatever reason, they're no longer of like that process of you changing and, you know, becoming a better person and they see you from just one vantage point, one point of view. And like, they don't realize like you outgrew that. And so I think it's very interesting because there's certain relationships. Like, I think even going back to like when we go away to college, right. And then our mm-hmm. friends that we know from high school is like that kind of that same dynamic. Like you knew me when I was on the block, but like now there's more to me than that. But like, this is all you know me as. So we only connect up until this point. And this goes back to the title of this episode, Did It Expire Yet? And it's really talking about people and places, environments that no longer serve you. And it's never, it's not always because, oh, like, you know, it's you or them. It's because people grow and people outgrow each other. And sometimes you just have to recognize that and meet, you know, everybody got to meet in the middle there. No, absolutely. And it is a season and a reason. And, you know, we all don't grow at the same rate at the same time. And that's why when you go to new spaces and places, not everybody can come with you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I feel you. I think that um, I like that they highlighted Nathan's Nathan's um, just his journey, because yep. I think that that was important. Um, I'm still like not crazy about Nathan for Issa. Um, so yeah. I'm not really happy about this like connection. I see what you're saying. I, I I feel like for me personally, I feel like Nathan, like Issa being with Nathan is like her settling. Yeah. 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 Um, but I also, I personally, and we've talked about this. I also don't see her with Lawrence either. I think that I want her to have a new love, but you know. Yeah. People were saying on, on, on the social channels, like, she keeps just recycling the same two situations, and it's just like it's, I want her that like I want her to evolve out of this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think in these situations, you have you see her growth as well in relationships. Yeah, with them. yeah you so do. I think that's why I think it kind of closes that um, storyline up because isa was very much a different person at the beginning of dealing with each of them than she is now a hundred percent and i and i love seeing that growth i do love seeing that growth. and going mm-hmm. back to what you said about molly i like i like this for molly i like that she's trying her hand at just chilling out being molly from college and just letting go and being with the flow and just kind of like living her life a little bit and molly with awareness because yes the way she's dating or like just being intentional and, or just like letting loose and not being so like stuffy in her expectations. A hundred percent. I'm, I'm here for it. And it was, I'm here for it. I'm so sad. Like, even though I know that like, I get it why it has to end. I'm really sad that it's ending. Like, it's like we're, we're a countdown for a few more episodes before it's over. I know. And those episodes, they they finish in a blink of an eye. A blink. Okay. Mm-hmm. But either which way, I'll be tuned in Sunday. Next Wait, we didn't even, hold, hold on. We didn't even speak of, like, the episode, the one that had, like, everybody going cahoots um, with Lawrence and your girl, Condoleezza. 
<laughs> yeah, I already know how I feel about that one. OMG. Okay. Um, yes. What's her name? I forgot her name all the time. Um, Canola. I, yeah. Her. You know, me, so first of all, me, I'm going to let you start because me and my one friend went back and forth about this episode for a whole day. <laughs> Wait, what did y'all, no, I, I want to know. I didn't go back and forth for anybody. What, what was it? What were y'all going back she and forth? She was just trying to, I was trying to just acknowledge that I think that it's both of their faults, why they're here. And she was very much about like, no, Lawrence is trying and homegirl has prevented him from doing X, Y, Z. And I get that. I get her part in it. But also like, my dude, your kid came and you got a text. How did it get here? You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand. Like, it takes two to tangle. Mm-hmm. Like, how is your kid being born and you don't even know? What was the communication over the whole summer? The nine months. Yeah. So, wait, you feeling the blame was on him or her? I feel like the blame is on both. I think it takes two to tangle. And I think that they had poor communication throughout the entire process. Well, the reason for that was because, remember, in the ending of the last season, she had said, like, you know, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you in the loop. And then the baby actually comes and shit hits the fan and, like, he wants more involvement. So I feel like the communication wasn't there for him to be included to be at at the baby's birth. No, I get that part. But what I'm saying is why, though? Like, I know what she said, but so what? So you give up? Like, so you didn't? How, How much did you try? To make sure that you were a factor. Like, I, you moved to San Francisco. You took a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't understand all the gaps. Like, this is your son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I, don't know. Like, and this is why, for me, parenting is like, I hold it to such a standard because I ain't, I ain't having just a baby by just anybody. Girl, first of all, I've had so many issues recently with people telling me about, like, baby mama drama daddy mama drama like i'm just kind of like you you really have to be careful who you lay down with like Mm -hmm. seriously and for me i know there's some women who want to be mothers because they really want to be mothers which is fine but for me the idea of motherhood comes with the idea of a family and i'm not doing this without a partner who we're gonna do this together and that at the very least if we separate for whatever reason this person is a good enough stand-up person that they will still contribute to upbringing a, a, a child along with me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge commitment. <laughs> it's it, a it, huge it. commitment, and people like I don't know. It's just I wish more people would just think about the consequences before they do the actions. Absolutely, because people I don't understand how in twenty twenty one people don't realize that. That sex can cause a baby. Like, that is the result of sex. Right. Like, I don't get it. Like, when did anything change? Nothing has changed since the beginning of time. I don't know. We're so shocked and surprised. And it's just like, granted, I feel like there's conversations that need to be had. And people think things are going to be one way. Like, for instance, they spoke about it. She said she was going to keep it. He really wasn't on board. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole other thing. Like, if somebody's letting you know they're not on board and then you're going to hold certain things over their head afterwards, like it is just why men should be on birth control. Why is just on us? It's a, it's a lot. I mean, like it's a lot. Like, I mean, I get it. Like she, she definitely closed the door on a lot of stuff with him. And I totally get that. I guess I'm just trying to understand that. Like, like, 
I just, I'm just still on the, it's, I feel like it still takes two people. And I just feel like he could have tried harder to be, mm-hmm. to be in the, in the loop. You know what I'm saying? And also again, he moved away. Like, mm-hmm. how do you think, like, you know, you and Huddle got, you guys got poor communication, you not together. How did you think this was going to work out? Like, I'm well, just confused. I think the biggest thing too, is that people, like, it's so easy to say A, B, and C before the baby comes. And once the baby's actually here. That's true. He was, shit, yeah. Shit changes. And I think maybe a connection, him seeing the child, like, he's like, there's no way I can, I feel like he was being responsible. Although he didn't want to be a part of, he's like, I still need to be here for this child. And so like, now I'm going to have to, I'm going to do what needs to be done. But he already made the choices of moving because the child wasn't around yet. It's messy. That's the benefit of the doll I'll give him, but. It's messy, but we'll be tuned then. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how this end, this season ends. Well, speaking of ending, I'm, dev- I'm <laughs> devastated. I'm devastated. You know I want to how- farm. I just want to farm. I want to own a farm. Somewhere. I'm devastated that. Queen Sugar's last season is gonna be next year. Like I'm devastated. What like what is that season even? Because they they give me so much. Like they're such a a show that like gives me everything I need. Like they close the storylines. They like don't they keep you guessing and like whatever. But it's like every episode is just so action packed. With like, every episode is so full filled with soul. And mm. that, and it just, it just. Ugh, I cry my eyes out. So oh much. my, first of all. Okay, first of all, I have to say this. Like, well, I've said this, I've been saying this all week, but Queen Sugar is literally one of the best shows I've ever watched in my life. Like, it's like up there for me. Secondly, me Darla and Ralph, my favorite couple, hands down. Oh my God. They are, they are couples goals to couple, me. Okay? Like, I love them. I like, I'm so, you know what? Like, I'm so invested in them. I'm rooting for them. I like, I wanted them to get back together. I wanted them to flourish. And like, they were able to do that. You don't get to see that often. I know. They're like, they are truly like the love story for me. They really are. Like, through all the challenges, because mm-hmm. Ralph, the latest shit he did, like just want to punch yeah, I'm, I'm 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 not up to date. I'm not up to date with Queen Sugar. I need to. Oh, Delilah, yeah. you be killing me. I know seasons. Just relax, girl. I got a lot. I'm gonna get there. We 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 have Thanksgiving and, and Christmas break. I'm gonna catch up. But seasons one through five, like when I tell you, it just feeds my soul. Like it's just so it's a warm hug. Like Queen Sugar is a warm hug. It's chicken soup. It, it really is. is. They they just make like. If there's a show that will make me want to have like three kids and build a family, like it's Queen Sugar. Ah, uh, because they, care. when it comes to family and just mm-hmm. like being there for your family and writing now and like, um, just traditions of the black family, uh, it's just so powerful. It's so powerful. It makes me it so really proud. Is. Oh, I'm so, I'm so proud. It's literally one of, it's like, and Ava is the GOAT, but it's, this is one of her best pieces of work. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, great things always have to come to an end. Of course. Well, speaking of um, coming to an end and Queen Sugar, because of No Shave November, we have another um, guy to kind of share for Hashtag Obsessed With, right? That is very true. So Nicholas Ash, who we love as Micah on Queen Sugar. Like, I love Micah. I'm so proud of Micah's growth. But um, he is our hashtag obsessed with this week. Yes, he is. He's, he's like, one of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah. Just his relationship with his mom. and I how love their relationship. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And just his growth in the show of him 
like building his own individuality because you know mm-hmm. his mom challenged him on a lot of things. A and, like, lot of things. He really just created his own voice and and she respected that at the end of the day. And and like even his relationship with Nova, like you know, auntie that's I love their relationship too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Michael was just such a great character because he was still flawed. Um but he was such a respectful young man. Yes. And he's he's just and I love it that I love that they're even touching. I mean, well, you're and then you start catching him, but I love just like the layers that they're exploring with him as mm-hmm. he's growing into himself. And it it's reminds me a lot of Nicholas too, because Nicholas is such a powerful actor. Like I just really mm-hmm. like the way he acts. So um mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see what else he touches. Yes, like to me, who Micah is, I feel like he Nicholas is that in in real life as well. Yeah, I, it's it's really exciting to see. So yes, we're always rooting for Nicholas Ash, and um, he's our hashtag obsessed with for the week. Yes, and we're still in November, so we're very intentional with choosing a man. Um, since we're creating awareness for men's mental health and wellness, and so we definitely hope that you guys have been getting your checkups. Um signing up to a therapist if you need it, just making your health and wellness a top priority. A hundred percent. And 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 that definitely goes for everyone, especially now that we are heading into those winter months where winter depression is a real thing. Okay. There's four o'clock darkness. I know. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Yo, it was so funny that other day when we was on the call and you were like, it's gonna be um is it still gonna be light at six? And I'm like, no Delilah, it's winter. <laughs> It's not. I'd be sad. I know. All right. So we are at the end of this episode. Now we get to talk about, no pun intended, but I guess pun intended, we get to let's talk about it. And we need to talk a little bit more about this this expiration date, right? Yes. So how do you make peace with the end of the season? So... Going back a little bit, this week we in our group chat we shared um, Lala's snippet. She was on a recent interview and she was talking about expiration date and just really understanding what that means for individuals themselves. And a part in that that she said that really resonated with me is it's not that I change, it's that you aren't ready to go with me. And mm-hmm. that part right there, I felt that because that's that's how you answer how do you make peace with the end of a season because it's knowing that like in the relationships that I have or I'm or I had you know I'm doing my best to continue to grow as a person and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm leveling up and doing whatever I need to do and if someone feels that they can't support me in that or I'm doing extra work to kind of make the friendship work when I know what I'm what I have what my lane is what I'm trying to do it it almost feels like it doesn't serve me to be in this friendship with you anyway. So I need to be able to cut ties to move forward with my life and what I'm trying to do. I respect it. And for me, I just feel like resistance is unalignment. And mm, what I that's mean, a good one. right? Because I feel like when things are too hard, like we all know life is already hard. We, we deal with our own shit. And then for someone to come into our space and add on to that instead of help us remove like that weight is just you have to really assess um what that person or even that job is causing in your immediate space. Are right? they making it more difficult, more pleasant? Right. Um, you have to take that 
accountability to to see. And then you have to be the one in charge of how you place these people in your life. And, you know, some people we know for so long and so it's, it's not always easy maybe just to cut them off. So learning to love people from afar is a thing as well. A hundred percent. I'm so happy you said that because I've been actually thinking about this a lot because I actually like maybe like a week or two back was thinking randomly about like friends I've cut out of my life. Right. And why I did. And like none of them like, I've, you know, some some were meant more to me than others. But like none of them I was really there was like one I was real, real devastated about. But like Mm -hmm. for the most part, it was really it came like I was really trying to think like, is it like, was it too soon? You know, like, did I, was I too hasty with my decision? And when I really had to sit and think about it, I'm like, you know, no, because they weren't, ser- it, our relationship was no longer serving me, right? Like if I'm putting all this energy into this relationship and it's a one-way street, then I, I really need to take an assessment of what of what your friendship means to me and what friendship means to me as a whole, right? And I really had to think about that. And after thinking about that, it's like clear when things have really run its course, you know? So each of those relationships that I let loose, I, I had to come to that decision. And it's really interesting because today I actually reached out to an old friend um, that I felt like we've been a little disconnected. And I really want to figure out if that is something I need to let go. So I sent her an email because I want to know where we stand. <laughs> because if, oh. if I'm not, if, if we not, if we not there no more, I'm cool with parting ways, but I just need to know because I don't want to put energy and care into something that it just feels like I'm the only one doing the work. Wow. Check you out in the growth because for <laughs> me, you know, when we think of like quote unquote breakups or parting ways, I almost always up until not like, you know, in recent years only equated that to like romantic mm. relationships, but there's such things as breaking up with friends and family members. Any but relationship. Yeah. Any relationship is just that the way the ones with family members and friends are done a little bit differently from like a romantic one, because it is different. What made those relationships, what they are. Right. Like, you know, family will always be a family and depending on, you know, how many years or what was invested in that friendship that they sometimes often become like family. Um, it doesn't seem as easy to just part ways with the person because you feel like you can make it work. I know for myself, I deal with like guilt. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. Yeah. Cause it's just like, sometimes we go hard for, for a romantic relationship and give them three, five chances but then for your friend, you don't extend that same grace and you're ready to just cut them off forever. Yeah. And so I think it also comes to the, the standard. Like for me, I'm trying to learn to not um, have these expectations of, of how people show up because who I am in a friendship, that's not necessarily what the person I'm friends with is going to be to me. And you hit the nail right on the head. And that's exactly... What I said to myself in the past when I have cut friendships loose because it's it I've had to look at myself like what expectations did I put on them just because my level of loyalty and friendship looks looks one way it doesn't look the same way to others and I had to get real with that with myself and and that's when I had to realize that we need to part ways because we're not good friends for each other like what what my expectations are are not don't fit for you and that's okay but then we don't you know we're not working. Exactly, exactly. And so it's just assessing like, because, you know, then there's friends that become moms 
I think understanding like the dynamic of the friendship and when things are going to change mm-hmm. and being able to grow with and that. be accepting of, you know, the life changes. Like yeah. back in the day, we was able to drink and hang and do everything. But now it's like we have to plan for those times together. Right. They have a set. So it's just respecting what those boundaries are and the limitations that come over time. A hundred percent. And I'm, that's a good point you brought up too. Cause I think about that too. Like I have a lot of friends who are moms and, you know, I wish that we hung out as much as we used to. And, you know, everyone's, everyone's life in, right. Everyone has priorities. Um, and especially for them, it's harder. And it's just trying to meet them where they're at with that. And, and like you said, level setting that expectation, like obviously we're not hanging out every day, but maybe making sure that we are hanging out every quarter, right. Like, yeah, or like, you know, it doesn't always have to be going out. Maybe I can come over to you and, you know, like just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just trying to find the new ways of having a friendship. Exactly. And being there for those milestone moments, Mm -hmm. right. Because they're important. And although what, what become there's at one point in friendship, things that are important to both of you guys. And then there starts to be that change where like, there's things that are important to me, just me. Are you going to be in support of what's important to me now and vice versa? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really, and you know, and that's, this is the season too, like to reevaluate a couple of things, right? So definitely want to encourage you all to like take, take a self audit of like your network, take a self audit of your friendships, you know, um, maybe, maybe we're hanging on to things that don't serve us anymore. Maybe we're not. Maybe there are things that we need to realize that we're actually not doing right in and we need to do better. Right. Absolutely. And it's all communication because you also can't assume that people know what you need mm-hmm. from, from me as a friend and what I, I can improve on. I feel like it, it does take communication. You can't be mad at somebody for them not guessing that you want it, whatever. Exactly. And that's why I sent that email today. And I'm glad you like, did. Let me know. What's up? Mm-hmm. I hope she comes through or I... that she, you gracefully exit you know, exit stage <laughs> left and make room for something greater. Exactly. See, this is why I mess with you. I know, girl. We've been at it like 15 years already or whatever. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I can't. Okay. Well... <laughs> That's that's it. That's it. We're done. This is this is the last episode of season five. How are you feeling? Of twenty twenty one, it's a rizzy. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I feel like the people are going to be sad and disappointed, but they <laughs> it will the heart will grow fonder. And when we come back for season six, it's gonna be lit. Oh, I'm listen. It's it's going to be lit. Like I'm so ready to like for us to get to the next level. So I'm really excited. Yes, and you know, we always just do bigger and better, so. We do. So stay tuned. Um, Don't forget to binge some episodes. We have so many episodes that you can go back and listen to, that everything is curated for everyone. Um, And yeah, follow us on social and stay connected. While you're cooking your candy yams and basting the turkey or the penne, you can or the big mac episode, and cheese or the big mac and cheese while you're wrapping gifts during Christmas. You could be listening to a couple of episodes, like you and know, while you're doing some self care, hello hot tub, take yeah. a take a listen, you know. And on that note, we are outie. We are out. Bye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, and have a fantastic new year. We will talk to you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to Non-Corporate Girls Podcast. We're headed back into our 9 to 5 tomorrow, but don't forget you're 5 to 9. I'm Delilah, and you can follow me at Miss Delilah C. And I'm Ayana. Follow me at the underscore Aya underscore brand. Don't forget to follow the podcast at Non-Corporate Girls on your favorite streaming platform and sign up to our newsletter to stay in the know. Until next time.